Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm gonna spend my money. Happy birthday to... This is Sex, Psych and Self and as you just heard, it is my birthday today. It's probably not my birthday. Well, it's definitely not my birthday the day that you're actually listening to this. But today, the 11th of May is my birthday and I would have no greater pleasure than to spend my birthday with you, the listeners of the Sex Like Self podcast. We are back this week. I'm sorry that I missed a week posting episode. I was busy. Like I've been busy. There's been a lot going on uni-wise, work-wise, everything in between. And I'm just trying to have a life as well. This is one of my favorite parts of my week. So I was actually a bit upset that I didn't have time to um, do an episode, but I like to make sure that the episodes that I give to you are, you know, well-constructed and they're not just full of shit. So here we are. We're back. Uh, thanks for waiting. Thanks for hanging around. I am so glad to be here. Now a little weekly update for you. Nothing's really going on. (laughs) Today is my birthday. I'm not really doing a whole lot. It's raining a whole lot where I live. So I'm actually flooded out from where I actually work. So I'm working from home this week. But yeah, there's not a lot of other updates. I'm having a good week. (laughs) I guess we could just get straight into the episode. This episode, I think might spark a little bit of interest in a lot of people listening. And it's how to have a better sex esteem which pretty much means how to have good sex, like really good sex. And it's something that not even I have mastered yet, but I recently um, have been dabbling into a lot of sex ed books for obvious reasons. You guys all know that sexual health is one of my main interests in my career. And I've also been dabbling in a lot of sex self-help books where there actually are a lot out there. And I purchased one book and it's by the author Chantel Otten. And I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right. She is an award-winning psychosexologist and she is Australian, I believe. And she has brought out a book and it's called The Sex Edge You Never Had. So I saw this actually on a sex toy online website and I was like it spoke to me and I was like okay I have to I have to buy that and I'm so 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 excited that I did buy it because I love it like I'm reading it at the moment it's pretty much a book based on what this podcast is about which is like literally so wild 
That book is going to help guide a lot of my podcast episodes because it's got so much helpful information in it. And oh my God, wouldn't it be the dream to have Chantel Otten on this podcast? Um, hi, Chantel. If you're ever listening to this, um, I love you. I love your book. So please, can you come on this podcast and we can talk about sex? When I when we talk about sex and when we visit sex, I keep seeing this one common denominator and a lot of sex therapists have found the same and sex researchers have found the same. And it's all coming back down to good sex and people feeling like they're not fulfilled in their sex lives. And people have this like, you know, common curiosity on how to make my sex life better, how to have good sex. And in a lot of my research and books that I've read and things like that I see that a lot of people have a sort of like sex anxiety um which is not a diagnosable uh mental health issue not yet anyways but yeah it's a it's a sort of sex anxiety and and it's exactly that just having the anxiety and around sex and I feel like because there's so much pressure around sex and, and there's so much pressure to perform so I think it's totally valid that people are having this anxiety um, around sexual intercourse. So this book at the moment is one of my favorite sex education books that I've read so far. Um, I am trying to just have a look at all of them because I want you as my listeners to not just buy these books and some of them be shit. Like I want to read these books, review them for you and tell you, hey, this is a good book. Go and buy it. The Sex Edge You Never Had by Chantel Otten. It's a good book. So what is sex esteem? I thought I made up that uh, little saying, but I didn't. I Googled it. Um, I Googled it after I came up with the like name for the episode. And there's a lot of like a lot of people have named their sex therapy companies after it and stuff. So I didn't make it up, but that's okay. It's a really cool little term and it just pretty much means sexual self-esteem. And what is that? It's feeling capable of being involved in sexual practices with successful procedures and results. Now, that is a definition that I did find on the internet, but it sounded a bit too scientific for me. And I know that sex is like a lot and there is a lot of things in sex, but I I don't like how they make it sound so scientific because it's just it's not a scientific thing to me. Um, so I just like to say that sex esteem or sex self-esteem is feeling confident that when you have sex, it'll be good sex. Feeling confident with what you know about sex and what you know about yourself in sex. It's just feeling confident around sex and not having any of that sexual anxiety. And this episode... I hope helps you to achieve, in quotations, good sex because everyone, everyone should be out there having good sex. Absolutely everyone. So I actually saw a a good little quote um, in the Sex Ed That You Never Had book and it's by Esther Perel and the quote says that sex is a place that you go, not a thing that you do. And I related to this quote so much because I find it so true. And it's that sex is not just about our bodies. It's not just a physical action. It's a mental space. 
And it takes your whole mind, body and soul to act in sex. And we've touched on that before in previous episodes. And we know that for men, it's a little bit more of a like primal instinct than women. We have touched on that before. But for everyone, it's a very mental practice and you've kind of got to Uh, like reach into a lot of your brain space and a lot of things that are happening in your brain to be able to engage in sexual intercourse with someone. Um, Sex is such a broad, broad term. And, you know, Chantel Otten kind of brings it back to the fact that uh, penis, 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 penis on the brain, Um, that sex is not just about the penetrative, 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 penetrative act of the penis in the vagina and it's so important that we remember this because if you like focus on the fact that sex is just a penis penetrating a vagina it kind of takes us away from everything else that is involved in sex and it also makes us leave out a lot of like genders because a lot of people you know don't see sex as a penis penetrating a vagina. A lot of people, you know, homosexual people, people that identify with the LGBTIQ plus plus people, they're not necessarily having pagina, um, penis in vagina sex or penetrative sex. And that's okay. That's okay because sex is an individualized thing for everyone and sex is going to be different for everyone. The definition of sex is going to be different for everyone. And I feel that everyone kind of makes up their own definition as we go. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this person defines sex as the act of blah, blah, blah. In a court of law, of course, there's going to be a legal definition for sex as there's legal laws around sexual acts, you know, the sexual assault act, uh, the sexual assault laws and Um, sexual harassment laws that we touched on in our consent episode but I am going to sit on this podcast and respect everyone's definition for sex because it's just that it's individualized we need to include everyone we need to include all the sexual preferences and gender identities as well as having an individualized definition of sex we we all have different interests and different desires you could go out and have sex with five people and those five people aren't gonna you know want exactly the same sex and even though you are one person and you like what you like it is so important to explore and we will touch on that a little bit later in the episode but I really think the pinnacle of having good sex comes right back to how you feel in yourself. And again, we, we have touched on this in the episode of confidence that I did earlier. But it is that it's self-confidence. It's confident to speak up about what you like during sex and what you want. It's seeking out sexual partners that make you feel good in yourself and make you feel confident that are willing to please you because to all my people that are listening, if you're having sex with someone that doesn't want to please you and is playing the one way game. And by that, I mean, is just saying, you know, do this to me, make me come and we're done. I'm a rapper and I didn't even know it. Um, no, I did. Um, yeah, if you're having sex with someone that is just like wanting you to please them and not the other way around, please fuck them off because life 
is too short to be wasting your time on that shit. So I was reading this article by Joy Davison, who actually has a PhD and is um, a sex therapist in her title, suggests that one of the main factors to having good sex is feeling good about yourself naked. And that kind of comes back to the heading of self-confidence. I really like this. And I really like that seeing yourself as strong and sexy will ooze out during your sexual experiences and just increase and benefit the sex that you're having. If you want the person that you're having sex with to see you as this sexual being and to see you as this sexy sex goddess that they just want to have sex with, you need to actually feel that way in your own skin. And I know that probably sounds so cliche and you're like, yeah, Tady, heard it all before. But honestly, there's truth to it. And if you want tips on how to be confident in your own skin, if you're like, oh, I'm not there yet, I need confidence, please go visit my confidence episode on tips and tricks on how to feel a little bit confident in your skin. 80% of women are said to have poor body image in the world. So according to that disgustingly high statistic, at least 80% of women... Women are having shit sex, apparently. Because if you're looking at the fact that if you have shit body image in yourself, that you're going to have shit sex, that means 80% of women are not having, I shouldn't say are having shit sex, but are not having the best sex that they can possibly have. And that is not good enough. And that makes me sad. For me, sex started becoming better when I, I became better in myself. It became a more sensual experience when I became into myself, when I like knew who I was, when I was confident and when I reached a healthy mind, body and soul. Sure, I still, and I spoke about this in my confidence episode, sure some days I wake up and I still feel like, you know, a little bit insecure in myself. But nine times out of ten, I'm waking up and I'm looking myself in the mirror and I'm genuinely liking what I see. So that is going to come out in my sexual experiences. Because like I mentioned before, sex is such a mind game that of course it's going to come out in your sexual experiences, how you're feeling in yourself. Another um, recommendation that I do have in maintaining a good sex life is ensuring to make that mind and body connection. This is the connection you feel. For example, this is the connection you feel in yourself after you work out or after you go for a run, how you feel that blood just like pulsating through your body and you feel your muscles hurting and you feel the sweat dripping down your head. And this you know, your mind is connecting with your body and feeling all these things and realizing, hey, I just worked out. So this is why I'm feeling these things. And I think that practicing your mindfulness can help you achieve a better sex life because mindfulness is kind of the idea of focusing on the present and bringing yourself back to the present. It's about forgetting the future is about forgetting the past in that moment. So that's really focusing on that mind and body connection. If while you're having sex, you are forgetting about future, 
forgetting about the past and just focusing on this moment right now with this person or people that you're having sex with, it's just going to make it such a more just vibrant living experience for you and it'll just enhance your sex life. You could also try... um, broadening or exploring your sexual horizons horizons sound like bloody Miranda sings um and by that I mean just try new things and figure out what you like there is no right or wrong um when it comes to sex obviously within reason we all know what's actually wrong but I mean there's no one way that's what I mean (laughs) there's no one way that you can have sex there's no one right way to have sex there's no one way that you should have sex so to figure out what works for you and your partner and that might differentiate with every partner that you have within your life but to figure out what works you need to explore things and you need to figure out what you as an individual like and what you as a couple like I'm in the book that I have mentioned 400 times already in this episode you could tell how much I like it in the book uh the sex edge you never had Chantel has actually created a sexual checklist in her book and I think it's a wonderful presentation um of self-awareness and things that you should clarify within yourself in order to achieve that you know ultimate sex life the sex uh the sex list the checklist the sex checklist includes things like um you know You need to identify in yourself what gender you actually like having sex with. And it's okay. Like if you are a woman that a person that identifies as a woman that likes having with sex with other people that identify as women, then you need to clarify that in yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be running around having sex with men or people that identify as men because you feel like that's what's the right thing is to do. And you're not going to be sexually fulfilled. What is the point in that? I know it's scary. And I know that coming to terms with your own sexual identity is such a scary thing because there is so much stigma out there. But that's when it comes back to being confident in yourself and having that strength in yourself to recognize what you want, recognize what you're into and act on it. Um, even if you like to have sex with every single gender, Again, you do you, boo. That's rad, man. I mean, as a straight cis woman, um, I like to have sex with men, people that identify as men, and that's okay. Every sexual identity is okay. And I, I think it's about time that we start, you know, moving towards a future where we all accept this. To achieve that, you know ultimate sex life I think it's really important and I did read this on a lot of ultimate sex checklists online it's to actively pursue your sexual education you all know how passionate I am about effective sexual education but in yourself you need to actively try and educate yourself actively be up to date with sex education and make sure that you're in the know and you understand what's happening to your body and you understand your choices. I know I joke all the time about good good sex is safe sex, but it's true. 
Having a sexual experience where you don't have to constantly fret in the back of your mind about pregnancy or STDs, that heightens your experience and that's just the ultimate. And like we've spoken about in the episode about contraception, this is recognizing your options and your choices, which are the same thing, options and choices. Duh. Um, this is recognizing your choices of contraception and your um, choices for barrier methods of safe sex. And this is including condoms, diaphragms, ABC. Another step to having good sex is facing your past, recognizing your past and dealing with it. This basically just means that you need to make sure you're aware of your past traumas and things that could possibly trigger you during sex. Now, I know sex is meant to be a good time. We're not meant to be thinking about traumas and triggers and all of the above, but it is important that you are familiar in yourself with what could be a trigger. Um, whatever this could be, whether this be language, touch, whatever could possibly trigger you, you need to make sure that you recognize. And this is part of the sex checklist set out by Chantel Otten. And if you feel comfortable um, or willing to, you may also feel it helpful to op be open about these traumas and triggers with your partner um, to ensure that, you know, nothing happens during sex that might, you know, trigger you or deter you from the situation. You should feel safe and comfortable during all sexual experiences and there is no exception to that rule. So just remember that. This has been TD. Um, every time I preach like safe sex is good sex, be comfortable in yourself. I feel like I'm some like, I don't know, protest for women which isn't a bad thing. Remember to include all parts of your body in sex, not just the stereotypical sexual organs. It's very important to remember that other parts of the body, apart from, you know, genitals and boobs and butts, can be stimulated. And sex does not start and does not end with your sexual organs. There are so many parts of the human body and so many parts that can be stimulated. This is also um, an important thing to remember if you are engaging in sex acts with people who identify as non-binary because those people might not want to be stimulated in a, you know, in a way that a stereotypical woman would like to be um, stimulated, and I say this with quotes, or a quote, man would like to be stimulated. So in saying this, what I basically mean by that, if there's some confusion, is a person that identifies as non-binary may not want to have their, you know, vagina caressed because that's not what they feel comfortable with. So it is important that you make yourself familiar with other parts of the body that you can stimulate on your partner or that can be stimulated on you. And this includes your brain. And we will get into mental foreplay later on in the episode. But your brain, your brain is the epitome to everything in your whole body. It needs to be stimulated as well as your genitals. Ears. I don't know about you, but someone's coming up and caressing my earlobes. 
it can sometimes feel really nice. <laughs> Lips. And these are all parts of the bodies that every gender has. No matter what kind of human being you are, no matter what you identify as, you're going to of you're going to have these body parts and ears, lips, nipples, fingertips, wrists, forearms. I love when someone gently strokes my forearm. It feels so good and gives my whole body goosebumps. You know, neck, lower back, your scalp. Tell me you don't like a good scalp massage. If you say you don't, you're lying. Belly, the perineum, um, which is also commonly referred to as the gooch, that bit of skin between your front genitals and your asshole um and then the standard sexual areas like the genitals and the anus and yeah uh it's also very important that you develop your sex talk and I'm not talking about dirty talk guys although you know dirty talk can be a good time when I talk about sex talk I'm talking about sex communication I'm talking about the way you communicate about or around sex Tell your partner what you enjoy. Ask your partner what they enjoy. Discuss your past traumas and triggers like we touched on before. Discuss what you desire and what you want to explore and what you've been wanting to try. Discuss it. Talk about it. Be open about your health status and that's a really important one. If you, for example, know that you are HIV positive with an active strain and you go and have sex, unprotected sex with a person, you know, not caring about the fact that you might transmit uh, transmit HIV, that's actually illegal. And there have been cases where people have been taken to court and jail for doing that. So be open about your health status, be safe, have your safe sex. And if you do know that you have an STD or you like think that you might have an STD, visit your doctor and take precautions to protect other people and yourself. Make sure your communication with your sexual partner um, is non-judgmental. So if someone does disclose to you that they have a, you know, a sexually transmitted disease or, you know, if they have three buttholes or whatever they disclose to you, take a non-judgmental approach because that person has taken a lot of strength to come out and tell you and confide in you this thing and they're not wanting your judgmental remarks back. Sex should be free of judgment because like I mentioned before, there's no right way to do sex. So make sure your communication is non-judgmental and be wary not to slut shame. Don't shame, don't kink shame, Just don't shame anyone for anything. If you're not into it, don't have sex with that person. And that's okay. If you get to the, like we've spoken about in our consent episode, if you get to that point where you're about to have sex with someone and you realize that, hey, this is not what I'm into, this is not what I want to do, withdraw your consent. That's your your right. That's your human being right. Withdraw your consent, leave that situation. There will be someone else that you can have sex with. And it is important on that same note, um, if you don't like what's happening to you, if you don't like the sex that you and your partner are having or the sexual act that's being performed during intercourse, just be open about it. It's okay. I know it might feel like super intimidating and scary, 
at the time. But if approached in the right way, free of judgment, it should go the best way you can imagine. And if you are having sex with people that are good people and do lift you up, you know, lift your confidence up and make you feel sexy and make you feel good about yourself, then there should be no issue with bringing up things that you want. If you do want to bring up with your partner things that you may want to try or you may want to change with your sex and don't want to offend them, try and compliment them first. (laughs) I know you're like, oh, that's a backhanded compliment, but Chantel Otten's book outlines some great examples how to tell your partner what you want. So read it, take notes and realize your sex is your sex and you can have it whatever way you want. So if you want to have good sex, you need to bring up how you want it. Whether this be, oh, you know, you're really good at this, but maybe next time we could try this instead. Or I really like it how you whisper in my ear while we have sex, but maybe next time you can shout in my ear. (laughs) Terrible example, but you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. And to achieve good sex, it's so important to remember the ride or die, the best part of sex. And that is drum roll, please. I don't know who I'm saying that to. Foreplay. Foreplay. If you don't know what foreplay is, uh, it's basically the play before the sex, um, the stimulation before the sex. And in my opinion, foreplay is one of the most important parts of the sexual experience. It's one of the most important parts of the sexual experience and it should stem outside the bedroom. Okay, I'm not talking about, you know, fingering each other on the kitchen bench. I mean, do that if that's what you want to do, but... I'm talking about mental foreplay. Now, I was reading a checklist online for, quotes having the best sex, and it did speak about mental foreplay, and I thought, this is a great, great, you know, topic. And have we, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, sex is a lot more of a mind game for a woman than it is for men. And this is why mental foreplay is so, so, so important Because you need to set the mood. You need to make your person want to have sex with you. You need to turn your person on. Your partner, you know, needs to want it before you even reach the bedroom. This isn't just referring to dirty talking or sending new pictures to your partner at work, though that is a great way to keep things exciting and spontaneous and sexy. But mental foreplay is seducing your partner's mind with your words, whether that's complimenting them, telling them what they do well, telling them you love looking at them or feeling them in your presence, like talking to them in ways that makes them feel good, building them up, complimenting them, building their confidence. Wow them with your words. For women, sex is almost entirely about the mind, is almost entirely about the mental foreplay. Uh, Obviously, there is that physical element there, but mind sex is so, so, so important. 
work on your mental foreplay. Put emphasis on your partner's psyche and remember, sex isn't all about the physical and isn't all about the penetration that you're probably used to. Sex is a broad term and it means so, so much more than what you probably think it is in your brain. So build your definition of sex. Explore, and I think every step to achieving a healthy, happy, amazing sex life just comes back down to exploring and trying. Because who knows what ways could turn you on? Who knows what can stimulate you? Like, you won't know till you try. It's also super duper duper important to have that empathy for the person that you're having sex with. Understand that it does take two to tango or, you know, more if you're into, you know, more than two people's sex. That's fine. Respect your partner's boundaries and, you know, respect that person and treat them as you would like to be treated. And I know that sounds cliche and your mum probably told you that in school and you never related it back to sex, but treat people how you want to be treated. That will lead to the best outcomes. Remember, it's not all about size and men can be insecure about the size of their penises. And I do believe that saying it is not all about size. I believe it Because if you have a man that is doing amazing mental foreplay, amazing foreplay and just like turning you on so much, who cares about the size of his mamba? It's all about mental foreplay, guys. And men can be insecure, women can be insecure, non-binary people can be insecure, Everyone can be insecure, so respect each other and work towards that mutually amazing experience for both of you or all three of you or all four of you or all eight of you or however many people are out there having sex with each other. Just have a good time and respect each other. And remember, actually, on that same note as men can be secure about their members, um, a lot of men also are insecure about the time at which they last before ejaculation and another saying that I do believe in is it's about quality over quantity again comes back down to that mental foreplay and foreplay if you're getting that amazing top tier mental foreplay and foreplay that's great quality sex it's not about how long you last because A very high percentage of women can't actually um, orgasm from penetrative penetrative sex. I can't say that word. Say that five times. Um, And my favorite topic, masturbation. Masturbation is the key to your sexual experience. Um, And I do want to do a whole separate episode in itself about masturbation and the topic of it because there is so much stigma behind it and a lot of people do still see it as wrong or unnatural but remember it's natural it's healthy and I've mentioned it before and I'll continue to mention it till the day I die 
You need to explore and know yourself before you can have good sex. How are you meant to tell your partner what you like? How are you meant to know what you like if you haven't tried on yourself? Experiment on yourself. Touch yourself. Do things to yourself. Use your sex toys. Experiment with the sex toys, but remember not to make it all about the sex toys. Okay, there's still another person involved. I don't really want to go any more into masturbation than that because I do, like I said, want to do my separate um, separate episode on it. But that was our episode on how to have good sex. And I hope, hope, hope I've given you some handy dandy tips and tricks that you can take away to your own sex life. And I just think that it's so important that we all just try and achieve the best possible sex we can because life is about sex. Sex creates life and life, you know, creates sex and sex is about life and life and sex and life and sex. Sex, sex, sex. If you want to go over and follow us on the Sex Psych Self podcast Instagram page. (laughs) Sorry, my brain just stopped commuting. Um, That's the Sex Psych Self Pod. So go follow us over there. That's where I post all the updates and I post heaps of posts about mental health, sexual health, self-care, all that kind of thing. Mm, Yeah, our next episode will be next week. I will be back to making weekly episodes. Um, My uni break is coming up in like two, three weeks. So I'm going to try smash in as many episodes as I can to those that break those three weeks. I have dropped down a day at one of my jobs. So I do have a day a fortnight dedicated to the podcast as of the end of May. Um, And that'll be ongoing. So that's so exciting. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And yeah, like always, look after yourself, look after your mental health. And most of all, most important of all, go have some safe, good, mentally stimulated sex. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Happy birthday to me. Um, And yeah, I'm going to go.